the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, you know, Christmas time is so inspiring for so many reasons, and I thought maybe I would I would like to ask, how are you inspired? What is your favorite Christmas song? You want to share that with us today? What's your favorite Christmas song? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Favorite Christmas song. It can be any Christmas song. All right, because Christ, you know, what's interesting is obviously we have um, a a religious Christian side of Christmas. It's Christ Mass, right? You can't get away from the Christmas, the story of Christmas being about Jesus. Uh, you can try, and you can include Santa Claus, and you can include, you know, all of the cultural different things. But, you know, what's interesting is that even those cultural stories, stories about hope and joy and peace and gift-giving and decoration, celebration, it still comes from something that happened 2,000 years ago. It still comes from a time where something actually occurred. You know, one of the funniest memes that happened last year is the question. It's just like a social media question that went around is husband, uh, women, uh, wives, or girlfriends, uh, sisters would go and ask the men in their life, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Remember this? It was several months ago now. And the answer was surprising. Came up a lot. Guys are like, oh, I think about it, you know, once a month or once a week or every day. And the response usually from uh, the ladies asking this question was to laugh and go, why? And sometimes the guys would say, you know, when you really think about it, so much happened during that era. The roads were built and the canals and the you know, military history and all those things. There's something I think that maybe guys think about uh, often. But there is a whole lot that culminated in world history at that period of time. And what's really interesting today is that if you look back at it from a historical standpoint, there's a lot of history. But most people care less about the individuals who were around at that period of time, the Caesars. How many of you can really name a bunch of Caesars? Some of you are are thinking about salad right now, but those some of you are thinking, all right, well, there's Julius Caesar and Caesar Augustus and uh, Marcus Aurelius, and you start to think about different people like that. But most of that has kind of gone away. And one of the things that came out of that era in history, and I think God designed all of it this way, the Roman occupation of Israel, the the fact that Israel had been um, sieged by one you know, uh, empire after another and had managed to come back at this point to be a state. By the way, Israel's the only country that ever comes back after uh, getting removed from history, and they've done it twice. Uh, the first time they're back, they're back, they build the second temple, and you have characters in the biblical Christmas story, Herod, uh, who's known in history as Herod the Great, because he was a great builder. If you go over there and visit, a lot of the things that he built are still there. 
a great builder, but uh, a very unkind, terrible person. And August Caesar Augustus, also unkind, terrible person. You get those names and others in the scriptures. But the interesting thing about the Christmas story is they're in the Christmas story in the time of Caesar Augustus when King Herod, you know, those things. It's a footnote, a placeholder, because the most important person ever to come out of the Roman Empire is Jesus Christ, obviously. There is no more influential person in all of world history. The world today, everybody knows that name. And whether you like him or not, whether you're debating whether or not he's God or the Messiah or the Savior or whatever, you're, there is a conversation. And I think that the way God has done this in the world is he has forced this conversation upon us. Whether we like the conversation or not, we got to come to terms with who this child was. And around it at Christmas time, we have this amazing story. And it's not just the biblical story, but we also have songs, we have art, we have stories, we have so many different things that are, some are directly related to Jesus, some are just, I think, a result of the hope that we have that actually things will work out, that sins will be forgiven, that the the righteous will win, that, that good will defeat evil, whatever your thought is. Christmas brings that and it inspires so much. I thought I'd ask the question, what is your favorite Christmas song? And I'll talk about a few things as we go along too, but I'll take your calls. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Angelica in Garden Grove, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, hi, Pastor Scott. I'm a first-time caller. Oh, great. First-time caller. I'm going to give you the fanfare. You ready? Thanks for calling, Angelica. Hi, thank you. So my favorite song is Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and I really love it because it is, you know, it, it talks about Jesus and, it, you know, the announcement of all the angels, like, you know, his birth. And I listen to the radio now, and there's no more classic Christmas carols if you listen to, you know, the, the they play all the jingle bells or they pay, play, um, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town, Rudolph's Red Nose Reindeer. And I, when I was a kid in school, we would learn all the Christmas carols. We would, you know, be in the choir, and they don't do any of that anymore, and it's just such a shame because it shows the enemy is fast at work here and that we are in the end times, just like Dr. Jeffers. The only thing that I disagree with is, though, we are going to have to go through the um, tribulation that Jesus will return because his foot won't land on the earth until he raises the dead. The dead in Christ will raise first. That means they're asleep. So no one goes to heaven until Jesus arrives. You know, had, that's what I believe anyway. We <laughs> had Dr. Jefferson in the in the last hour. So Hark the Herald Angels Sing. It's a great song. I think that, uh, you know, if you go to your Christian uh, radio station, The Fish, or somewhere else, they're going to play a little more of the, the Christian classics. Um, but um, you're right. And Hark the, the Herald Angels Sing is such a huge moment that angels would show up. Angels don't actually show up that often in the Bible. Right, even though uh, maybe they're all around doing stuff, we don't see them that often. We sure did in the Christmas story. So, hey, Angelica, thank you for calling. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. This is the Pastor Scott Show. What's your favorite Christmas song? And you know, I think that when you when you think about "Hark the Herald Angels Sing," first, I think we should use the word "hark" more often. We, we need to bring back some words like that. Um, it's a great song. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. You know, lines like that are why you don't hear it so often anymore in uh, 
in secular Christian music or Christmas music, because you got to deal with that. We're living in a time when we want to, you know, the secular narrative um, is that all religions are the same, right? Which means that none of them are uh, worth anything because they can't all be the same. And the idea that God and sinners are reconciled through Christ, that calls a person to investigate that. That calls a person to really deal with it. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies with the angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. Great, great song. What's your favorite Christmas song? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Now, maybe you got a, uh, you know, a secular song that you like, you know, I don't know, Frosty the Snowman or something. You know, it's not the same, but I think that what I find interesting is, is even the overflow. Why are there Christmas songs at all? Like even, even ones that have nothing to do with, uh, you know, the Christian Christmas story. You know, there are cultural songs uh, that are still powerful. And I think it's part of the overflow. I think that even if you just can't bring yourself to deal with the idea of you're needing a savior, which you do, you still have to then deal with the fact that you need hope, that you need some kind of joy, that you need something else. And and so you create other things. And the, the Christmas story, you know, it it comes into everything else. You know, one of my favorite uh, books, actually, at Christmas time is A Christmas Carol. Um, and uh, do you ever read that? You watch the movies, probably, but it, I encourage you to read the book. You got There's a bunch of movies. Maybe sometime we should say, what's your favorite version of A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens? But sit down and read the book. It'll take you a couple hours. It's not very long. It's old, but it's it's really a great book. And, you know, and it tells a story. And part of it is Ebenezer Scrooge. At one point in the beginning of the book, he says this. He says, if I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. He should. That's Ebenezer Scrooge. But by the end, he says this. I hope to live to be another man from what I was. I am prepared to bear your company and do it with a thankful heart. And this is how the book ends. It ends with, I don't mean to be spoiling for you, but I'm assuming you have some idea about the story. The book ends with, and it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well. If any man alive possessed the knowledge, may that be truly said of us and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone. You know, it doesn't exactly profess Christ in the book, but there is a clear message of repentance and hope and that that is surrounded by the eventual death that is coming, right? And Christmas, it helps even from a secular standpoint, bring us back to the reality that this life is short, that this life, that there is good and evil, and that we should be better. And it, I think it stops short of pointing us directly to Christ, but it's part of the overflow of the great story. And I, it's just one more step to go and say, how do I get this repentance and forgiveness? It's through Christ. Our Christmas songs uh, will say a lot about this. Um, 888-528-2557. What's your favorite Christmas song? 888-528-2557. Mm-hmm. Brian in Santa Clarita, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. What's your favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song, well, there's a lot of them, really all the faithful or the Christian 
um, songs with uh, biblical doctrine in them in the in the stanzas are the best. Uh, but I, as I was driving, I thought, "Oh, come all you faithful!" Yeah, right. So those that are faithful to Christ understand that on a deeper level that we come to Him to behold Him the king of kings and the lord of lord and the savior of, of humanity so i like that one because there's a lot of truth in that it's a great song a really great song and you know what especially in this time i was thinking about actually this song this morning as i was thinking about this topic the song oh come all ye faithful it invites us to gather together and a big part of what it means to be a christian and to follow what it means to be part of Jesus's church. You know, the church is not the building on the corner. It's the gathering of believers, you know, and we've been, we've just come through. Yeah. We've just come through a time. Remember in the COVID we were told not to gather and how offensive that is in so many ways to not get together. It's a great song. Brian, thanks for calling pastor Scott show 888-528-2557. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, come all you faithful. It's 200 years old. O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem, and come and behold him born, the king of angels. The, you know, the gathering thing matters. I was thinking about that with Thanksgiving, that there was this, and it came out again, sort of underneath all of the stuff is to avoid COVID, don't gather. Remember you're told not to go to Thanksgiving or Christmas, just stay home. And if you're going to go, there was this whole list of things that you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to do it outside, and there's all this crazy stuff. One of them was don't bring any wind instruments to your Thanksgiving or Christmas gatherings. Don't if you're going to go to Christmas or New Year's, don't bring any wind instruments. Do you normally bring your uh, instruments with you to your family Christmas gathering? Uh, do you just sort of break out the uh, tuba and uh, the trombone and uh, bring that around dinner? I don't. I think not too many people are doing. I'm sure some people are doing that. Do you do that, Wilbert? I as a kid, I used to do that. Uh, if if you're in elementary school, they make you learn an instrument. So every family has that one kid learning how to play trumpet. Uh, maybe that is kind of the point there. Uh, somebody, my, my kids, he's playing the, uh, Johnny's playing the glockenspiel. Or if they're in second grade, it's the recorder. Right, right. So there's, there's some of that. Well, there was supposed to be none of that a couple of years ago and even secretly now, but forget that. We are supposed to come and, uh, gather together. I'd say bring your instruments. We need, uh, we need more, uh, uh, instruments these days. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. What's your favorite Christmas song? Tyler in L.A., welcome to the, to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Scott. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good, Tyler. How are you? I'm doing good. I go to Core Church L.A. I met you there one time. Uh, go to Steve Lovren's great oh, church Over at there. Core Church. Check great church. If you're looking for a church and you're on the okay. west side, uh, Core Church Los Angeles, good place to go. That's right. That's right. Um, so I'd say one of my favorite songs to play is to DJ Christmas parties all the time uh, here in Los Angeles. And most of the time they just want to hear one Christmas song. But when they let the songs come out and play quite a bit, um, I would play this one song by Tony Bennett, who I met once. Um, and uh, it's called My Favorite Things. It's got a great instrumental on there. It goes back to uh, – it's been covered by many people, but it was like uh, originally in uh, – the sound of music. Right. Uh, these are a few of my favorite things. I don't think it was, was that meant to be a Christmas song or did it just turn into one? Um, I think it just kind of turned into one. Uh, sometimes you'll, uh, 
I don't know, I guess there is some part of the song that talks about, you know, um, uh, ribbons on, you know, bows and ribbons or something like that. <laughs> Maybe it's just kind of one of those songs you hear in the background. Yeah, but you know what? I, we do hear that a lot at Christmas time, don't we? And there's a, there's a line in it that says, snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes, right? So it's a winter song. <laughs> That's right. You know, I don't know if we're going to get the snowflakes here in Los Angeles, but you never know. I mean, you never know. We almost did last year, right? There was that that one day where I think it was was that one day. Yeah, and uh, Tony Bennett, we lost him this year. I know it's sad. He's a really nice person. I met him when he was eighty years old at uh, the Heathman Hotel in Portland, Oregon. I was working as a night bellman up there, and uh, took his bags to his room for him, and I think he gave me forty bucks. Really generous. Good guy. Yep, I heard he was a very good guy. I never got to meet him, but. a uh, great yeah, career, yeah. and uh, he sung a lot of the yeah. songs that we're hearing right now. Tyler, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott yeah. Show. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. What is your favorite Christmas song? Eric in Corona, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott, how are you doing? I'm good, Eric, how are you? Good, good. Hey, I got, I got a question for you. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you my favorite Christmas song, but I got a question. Can I ask you a question about Robert Jeffries? Sure. Okay, all right. First, let me tell you my Christmas song is Silent Night, and I love the rendition done by The Temptations. I, I, I listened Ooh. to it from childhood all up until today. Silent Night by The Temptations. I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm sure I've probably heard it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out. Uh, they, do, they, do both, um, they do both verses uh, of the song, uh, first by... Um, uh, well, the second was by Melvin Franklin, who's the bass. So it, it's very, very good. Yeah, cool. All right, Silent Night. Silent Night. All right, you had a quick question. It might be an Open Line Friday question, because we want to stick with the uh, the Christmas yeah, carols. Yeah, I, now. I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you this. Versus getting into it, um, I, 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 had, I had a few issues with, with what he said. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let's, I know I'll call you on Friday. Call me on open line Friday. Let's do that. Uh, I'll do that. Yeah. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you, Eric, very much, uh, for calling the pastor Scott show. What is your favorite Christmas carol or Christmas song? 888-528-2557. Silent night. You know, there's a story that goes with that song where, you know, the, it the organ broke right the organ back in the day you know was a very loud instrument um you, your churches might be loud now but the organ is pretty loud you know when it's played correctly you go to some church where there's some big old pipe organ you know the kind that you walk into in the back right and it's just pipes everywhere it's super loud and it broke and so the person who wrote silent night as i understand the story part of it was hey we're going to take advantage of the fact that it's quiet and he played it on the the lyre L-Y-R-E, I think. And um, beautiful, quiet song. Silent night, holy night. All is calm, all is bright. Around uh, yon virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. Ooh, sleep in heavenly peace. We're going to have to, I'm going to have to check out the uh, Temptations version of that. Maybe Wilbert's going to find that for a bumper music if we've got it. 888-528-2557. What is your favorite Christmas carol? Jackie and Compton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Um, I wanted to say something really quick. You should make music for old-time callers. I call. I try to call all the time. We need some special music, too. You mean for? <laughs> <laughs> you mean you want your own fanfare for people who have yeah. 
Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we should figure out, you know, once you've called like uh, 20 times or something, you get some special. Yeah. I don't know if we keep record of that, Jackie. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you know what? I probably wasn't. Listen, Jackie, whenever you called me the first time, I probably uh-huh. didn't. I probably didn't have the fanfare. So you ready? I'm going to give you your fanfare late. <laughs> appreciate that. All right, Jackie, what's your favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song is White Christmas, and the reason being is because my father, we would always watch that movie with Bing Crosby, and he would just sing that song. So when I hear that song, you know, my dad's up in heaven right now, thank God. He wasn't a believer, but in his last month, he became a believer, and Mm. he's in heaven. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm very happy. And that song, when I hear that song, I just remember our beautiful holidays that I had with my parents and my family. And I always play that song now with my grandkids and my family. So it has a sentimental, it's just any version. I love the Bing Crosby. I love the Elvis. Any version of that song, it just... I'm I'm full of tears, but it's a happy tear. It's just it's a yeah. it's a great it's a great you know wonderful song, and uh, it's a good movie by the way. If you're looking for another show, we'll do what your favorite Christmas movie. White Christmas is a hilarious uh, hilarious movie. What is thanks Jackie? What is your favorite Christmas movie? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven eight 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 five two eight Two five five seven. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can follow me right now at Pastor Scott Show on Instagram, Twitter, and or X, and uh, Facebook at Pastor Scott Show. Give us a follow. What's your favorite Christmas movie? We'll be right back. Stick to. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from three to five p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. What's your favorite Christmas song? 888-528-2557 is the number. That's the uh, Temptations version of uh, Silent Night. I listened to a, uh, a lot of it during the break. I have heard that before, but it's been a long time. And uh, it's an amazing thing about today is that you can find a digital recording somewhere of just about anything you want of songs that maybe you grew up with at Christmas time. I've done that. Um, there was a old album my mother used to play. It was Andy Williams and the Williams brothers. So you can find an Andy Williams Christmas and listen to that. And, but there is another album that was Andy Williams and the Williams brothers. He had some brothers apparently, and they sang and they sang harmony. It's all the same songs just about, but it's with all the brothers. That's my favorite one. And I actually found that online and uh, played that for my mother um, recently. And uh, we had, a, you know, on the old records uh, that you would play uh, LPs. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. What is your favorite Christmas song? Dina in Burbank. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor Scott. Good afternoon. Hi, Dina. How are you? I'm fabulous, thank you. So my favorite Christmas song is Oh Holy Night, but specifically by Josh Groban. You like the Josh Groban version? Absolutely. It just moves me for some reason. You know, it's funny that uh, sometimes just the way somebody sings it just impacts us a different way than somebody else singing the same song. 
Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. But uh, what do you like about a holy night in particular? That part, when it says on your knees, it just, I think, portrays everything there is about the humility about being a Christian, and that part specifically just speaks to me. Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel yes, voices. fall on your knees. Yes, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's a great yes. song, a really great song. Thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. And a Merry Christmas to you and your audience. Merry Christmas, Tina. Merry Christmas. 888-528-2557. Jeanette and Pico Rivera, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm fine. Jeanette, how are you? I'm. You know, I'm nervous just being on the phone with you. Oh, have you called before? <laughs> Never before. Okay, guess what? You get the fanfare, too. <laughs> See, it's just, it's just you and me. You know, I'm sitting in a room all by myself, and I can see people through the window, you know, but just, just consider it, we're just having a conversation, just you and I. Okay. Well, your previous caller chose my the same song and the same line, the line where it says, fall on your knees. It actually really makes me want to fall on my knees every time I hear it. It doesn't matter who's singing it. I love that song. You know, it's a great song, Oh Holy Night. And uh, that's a powerful, when somebody's singing it well, right, that is a powerful and hard to sing part of that song. Yes, yes, Uh, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It is a beautiful Christmas song. Well, thank you, Jeanette, for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Can I add something? Yes. It also also comes in my favorite movie, Home Alone, where he's in church. Oh, yeah. They sing it so beautifully. They do. That's a great scene in that movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Pastor Scott, thank you very much. All right, Jeanette. Have a great one. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. 888-528-2557. What's your favorite Christmas song? Uh, Oh, Holy Night is a great one. Hard to sing it, but a great one to sing in the shower. You know, you get the great reverb going on and just uh, bust that one out there. It gets really high, so don't start, you know, too high on that song. Um, And and actually, the the whole song is... uh, laid out pretty well. And somebody mentioned before, in these classic Christmas carols, the Christian ones, there's a lot of doctrine in there. And here you have the the doctrine of the slave to sin breaking. And uh, it is, uh, you have change, and and it's about uh, freedom from slavery here on this earth. Change shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we. With with all within, let's praise his holy name. You know, part of the hope of Christmas time is that the slaves will be freed in every sense of that. In every sense of that, the physical uh, people who are enslaved, at the time of Christ, most of the world was enslaved. In fact, most of the world, all of human history has been enslaved uh, in one way or another. Um, But we're all enslaved then spiritually to sin until we have Christ who breaks those chains. And there is so much uh, that is deep there in the time frame of that song, but also uh, what it means spiritually. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. And just asking this question today, what is your favorite Christmas song? 888-528-2557. Liz in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. Go ahead. Hi, Pastor Scott. First of all, um, I'm glad that you're well and that you didn't eat your Thanksgiving leftovers. I gave you a call last week, and <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Yeah, we. T- I so went happy. home and I tossed them. I don't know if psychologically you freaked me out 
on, but it, it just didn't seem right, and they were all tossed. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're, you were open for that. My favorite song um, is an emotional song, it's, and it's played during Christmas time. I'm not sure if it's a Christmas song or it was meant to be. It's Mother, uh, is Mary Did You Know. Oh, yeah. Um, as a mother, it pulls at our heartstrings because mm. we don't know. But for Mary, there was something that she did know. And what came with that as a mother of Jesus, and it's amazing. It's, and, and it's amazing about, did she know what was going to transpire with the life that she was going to give birth to? That's amazing to me. Yeah, you and know, that song is Christmas and Easter. You hear that at both, I think. You're right. And, you're right, uh, you're right. And I think that Mary did know, by the way. She knew that her son would be God in the flesh, that he would be the Savior of the world. She knew. She didn't know all yeah. the details yeah. necessarily. But she she did know. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's I think the, as a mother, I think I'm thinking as a mother, we don't know. That's I think that's what I, I put myself as a, a mother now. We yeah. Don't know, but that, that well, and not, it doesn't mean that she didn't suffer through the things that Jesus had to suffer. She was there at the cross. And how do you watch your kid go you through know, that? And that's a good point, Pastor, because. Um, I'm I'm reminded of that by friends and family that what she went through, you know, what we go through as mothers is nothing. You know, my, my daughter-in-law passed away uh, at 34 a few months ago, and to see my son go through what he's going through is, 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 is unbelievable. But I have to remember what Mary went through, you know, and um, yeah. I think it hits, it yeah. hits hard. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear that about uh, your daughter-in-law. And uh, I hope Thank that your you. family has a good Christmas. It'll be a hard one then for your son. It's, it's a very hard one because he has a 10-year-old and he has a 4-year-old and they just had their birthday. So oh. uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's only through the grace of God. And I, and I tell my son, it's one day, one emotion at a time. And this too shall pass. And it's not easy, but we're just... It's not easy. Yeah. Not easy. We just need prayers. We just need prayers. And it's what's, it's what's carrying us. And the yeah. Lord is he's in the midst. He has a plan. I don't know the plan. I am not angry. I don't ask why. I just ask the Lord, what do you want me to learn from this? What, what every, you know, I don't know. And, and to see my son and my granddaughters, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Well, can I, can I pray for your family real quick? Please, please, please. His name is Nicholas. Nicholas. That's your son's name. Yes. All right. My granddaughters, Sophia and Evelyn. All right. My babies. Thank God, you, Pastor Scott. God, I pray for Nicholas and Sophia and Evelyn right now, this first Christmas without <laughs> wife and mom. And God, we don't know. We don't know, you know, the answer to a lot of these things. But I pray for their comfort, that they would have joy in, in you, that wherever they're at in their faith, that they would put their trust in you through these things. And this year is going to be extra hard for Liz and her son and her grandkids. We just pray that, that they would just like many other families going through the same thing who are listening, that the hope of the season would not be lost, that our hope is in Jesus Christ, that he came to defeat death, that death is the enemy and uh, death is defeated through Christ. And uh, we just pray that you would give Liz the strength to um, be there for her son and just be, uh, present in whatever way is the most helpful. I pray that you comfort her during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' name, thank you so much, Pastor. You're welcome, Liz. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Pastor Scott Show. 
you know, 888-528-2557, that's the number. We're asking what's your favorite Christmas song. You know, and a lot of the Christmas songs are fun, and we like to sing them, and a lot of them are very deep, and then they hit us personally, like uh, Mary Did You Know is hitting Liz, and so personal there. You know, that's, you know, whatever Mary knew, she knew that Jesus was the Savior, but she's still there at the cross. And, uh, you know, for me, one of the emotional parts of the of this story. And by the way, the Christmas story isn't just about little baby Jesus in the manger. This is a child who would grow up and be crucified. He would be executed in the most brutal of ways and be innocent. But he would say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And also the only disciple who was there was John. And if you remember, you know, Jesus says to John, take care of my mama. You know, that that's something that John gets to do. I don't know if it's true or not. I heard somebody say, and I, I like the the story, you know, the only disciple who lived a long life who wasn't martyred, uh, wasn't killed for his faith, probably, was John. John, we know, lived to be a very old man. And I heard somebody say one time that maybe God blessed John with a long life because John took care of Jesus's mama uh, in that time. It's a, it's a, uh, a special thing when you start to see that kind of depth. So I know that many of you, it's uh, Christmas can be hard in all of these ways, but know that God understands your pain. Know that Jesus has been there. We don't know what happened to Joseph. Uh, a lot of speculation about that, but probably something painful at that period of time. Why is he not there at the cross? Did he die? Was there, you know, who knows? Um, our hope is in Christ. And I think that's part of the the inspiration of Christmas songs. That's why Christmas is so great. Even things that overflow into the culture and sort of non-Christian Christmas stuff is still inspired by that hope. All right, I'm asking the question, what is your favorite Christmas song? And uh, Connie and Ignacio and Earl and others, I'll get to your calls as the Pastor Scott Show Monday edition continues in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Merry Christmas. 888-528-2557 is the phone number. What is your favorite Christmas song? 888-528-2557. 2557, Connie in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Connie, go ahead. Hi, Pastor Scott, how are you? I'm good, Connie, how are you? Well, I'm okay, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, My favorite Christmas song is Go Tell It on the Mountain. Oh, okay, why do you like that song? Um, I like it because I think that as Christians, it's telling us to proclaim that he came, he came for us to save us, and we should tell it to everyone, the mountains, the skies, everywhere that we can. Over the hills and everywhere. Over the hills and mountains and everywhere. Yeah. That Jesus Christ is Lord. And uh, there's different versions of it. That Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ lives again, a whole lot of uh, different things on there of the story to be told. And it's a great story to be told, huh, Connie? That's correct. It's a great story to be told. Even Hollywood had to call it the greatest story ever told, uh, mm-hmm. the story of Jesus, and it is. So great song. Go tell it on the mm-hmm. mountain. On the mountain, over the hills and everywhere, that Jesus Christ is born. Yeah, absolutely. And, okay. All right, good song, Connie. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, 
Ignacio in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Ignacio? Ignacio? Oh, yes, sir. Hi. Giving a shout-out to you from the 101 freeway here. All right. Are you moving, or are you just staying put? No, no. Actually, I'm eight miles an hour. I don't know if you call that moving. (laughs) Well, if you're running, then uh, good job there. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. My favorite song would be uh, all-time favorite. There's many different versions of it. It's just the story behind it. It's a little drummer boy. Hmm. Uh, especially the, um, the version by uh, King and Country. Oh, they yeah. come out on stage and they have all kinds of percussion all over the stage. Hmm. I mean, it's just an amazing show. When I you know, watch it on YouTube, and uh, the story behind it basically is because it's, even though it's not biblical, but the, the little kid has a servant's heart and he wants to play for the. Uh, Show his talents to the Lord. Yeah, that's what I really liked about it. Yeah, and uh, even even the cartoon, uh, the animation version when uh, the little uh, girl boy, his his lamb dies, and he brings the lamb to the to the king, and he lets him know, says, "Oh no, no, I am just a mortal king, the real king of kings." And he points over to the manger. That's a wow, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, interesting how uh, they were able to do that. I remember that, uh, that old claymation uh, version, Little Drummer Boy. Hey, uh, Ignacio, I hope you make it home soon. Thanks for calling the, uh, right, thank you, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. What is your favorite Christmas song? 888-528-2557. You know, he mentioned the, the King and Country, for King and Country, uh, version of that song. I didn't like that song when I was a kid. Like it wasn't, it would not be on my list. Maybe we'll do one of these one day where it's like songs that ought to be banned. You know, uh, that one might've been on my list a few years ago, but now with a lot of the other arrangements, uh, it can be, it's amazing. I'll bet the for King and country one is, uh, is pretty good. 888-528-2557. Earl in LA. Welcome to the Pastor Scott show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, Earl. I'm I'm, uh, crawling on the 405 here. You didn't spend uh, twenty bucks to be in the uh, the carpool lane that just opened up, the express lane. Uh, not fun. I think I have to have somebody else in the car with me. Uh, yeah, there's isn't they opened up a new express lane. I think you got to pay for it. You got to have a transponder, and uh, maybe you're not even in that spot yet. They've only been working on it for forty five years, but they finally opened it last weekend. I guess. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, what's your favorite Christmas song? I like uh, uh, "What Child Is This." Ah, the evergreen you, melody, I guess. That's right. That's right. What uh, What do you like about the song? It's just amazing that you know, the Lord Almighty, our Creator, humbled Himself to come to us that way. It just elicits a lot of emotion every time I hear that song. Yeah, and just to know that you know, and just feel grateful that He He did so. Yeah, you know, that is such a important part of the Christmas story, right? That he, Jesus, the King of Kings, was not born in a palace. Uh, oh. He was born in a stable, lowly as anyone else, which, uh, you know, anybody can accept and worship him the same way. I think it matters so greatly that in the poorest of circumstances is how he was born. 
And that says that whoever you are from wherever you're from, whatever your background, you don't have to be rich or poor or have certain kind of status. Everybody comes to faith in Jesus the same way. And uh, that, and everybody can. Nobody is left out. You can just have your faith in Jesus. Uh, it's a great song. Thank you, Earl, for calling. Hope you get home soon. 888-528-2557. What is your favorite Christmas song? Isn't that important? It's an important part of the song. That's why the shepherds are such a big part of the uh, Christmas story, because they were the probably the lowliest. And this is a king who comes for everybody, shepherds and kings and uh, everybody in between. 888-528-2557. Wendy in Orange County, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott. Hi, Wendy. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm also crawling on the 405. Oh, you are. You're not going to shell out. Are you at the place where they have those express lanes now? No, you know, I'm going on the southbound side, and I haven't I haven't seen them open up here. We just have the HOV lane. Oh, okay, yeah. Some, there's just, a big chunk of the uh, 405 now that has a, like, toll lane. Yeah, well, I wish it was here where I am. I'd pay. <laughs> yeah. They say uh, 65 <laughs> miles an hour you'll be able to go. I, I doubt that, though. Somehow <laughs> I don't think so. it'll be the same as, <laughs> right, the same as the regular freeway. Yeah, it everywhere. probably will. Hey, uh, what's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, Holy Night. Yeah. What do you like about that? Oh, well, first of all, it makes me cry. Um, But it's the birth of Christ. It's the announcement, you know, of of the Savior of the world. I love that. And, you know, I've noticed, too, like a lot of these modern Christmas songs, they sing a lot about Santa Claus and... Um, it's cold outside, things like that. But that is really, to me, it, it epitomizes the whole meaning of Christmas. Yeah, it's a, it is a great and powerful song. We had somebody earlier uh, say that, in fact, I think that's the winner today. I think you're the third person who's liked that song the most. Oh, really? Yeah, but, you know, oh. people are always coming in and out, depending on the traffic patterns, right, and other things. So uh, <laughs> it it's a, uh, it is a powerful song. Do you have a favorite version of it? Oh my goodness! I I think it's it's either Nat King Cole or Johnny Mathis. I think it might be Johnny Mathis. Prob- yeah, probably Johnny Mathis. That's probably the most f- famous version. Although I'm hesitating now on the Nat King Cole one. His is also a huge deal. Yeah, uh, yeah. definitely Johnny Mathis. What a voice! I think Johnny Mathis probably has the maybe ekes him out on that one. Hey, Wendy, I hope that you make it home <laughs> soon. And, um, Thank you, Pastor Scott. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. All right, Wendy. All right, so today, Oh Holy Night, I think that's the biggest one. You know, my my favorite version of that one is done by Michael Crawford. You know who that guy is? Michael Crawford might be best known as the Phantom of the Opera and the Broadway uh, Phantom of the Opera. And I saw him uh, as the Phantom two or three times. Uh, he was the Phantom of the Opera here in L.A. Uh, eventually uh, for a while. The problem is, though, is that I can't enjoy it the same because every time I hear it now, I think it's the Phantom of the Opera singing it, which does take away a lot of the meaning. So maybe I'll have to go back to the uh, Johnny Mathis or the Nat King Cole version of it. Yeah, I find it interesting, actually, that a lot of the older you know, singers who are long gone, who did we hear about today? We heard Nat King Cole and Johnny Mathis, and we heard about, um, in fact, uh, Tony Bennett. We heard about The Temptations. 
Only one of the temptations is still still around, still alive. Um, and uh, Jared also writes in, he writes that the Elvis version of There Will Be Peace in the Valley is a good one. Uh, Elvis is not with us. Uh, most of you think, some of you might think he still is. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I find that an interesting thing, right? Culturally, how many versions, how old, how long are we going to sing these versions sung by guys who have passed away? And I think maybe there's some meaning to it because... It was better music in some cases, or maybe we remember it from our childhood and it was meaningful because mom or grandma used to play that version. But, you know, I think that when I when I think of Christmas carols and when I really want to hear them, I do think of the old guys. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's because I'm I've, I listened to it growing up or because maybe it's just better. I guess all that is a perspective that people are going to have. But pay attention to the lyrics. And we'll probably talk about this a few different times as we get, uh, you know, in each holiday season. Because the lyrics, it's just always good to go through any song lyrics, actually, to know what the song's about. Uh, some of them you will hate the song after you, not Christmas songs, but other songs, um, what you find lyrics are. But Christmas songs, go through the lyrics. And if you just have some time, if you're just bored, look up the stories of the songs. There's some very powerful stories of the song. And one of my favorite Christmas carols, and I'll probably go through this on another day, is Joy to the World. Great song. And one of the things I like about this, something I think that's interesting, is that it comes from Psalm 98. And it's not be, it's not actually written as a Christmas song. It's really about the second coming of Christ and joy to the world at that moment. That's the hope that we have in Christ. It perfectly fits as a Christmas song because it's the hope of the world coming into the world, Jesus is. But it's actually a second coming song, Joy to the World. And maybe you should think of it that way whenever you hear Joy to the World this Christmas season. Everybody, you can get the podcast of this show in any hour that you might have missed. Just look for the Pastor Scott Show wherever you get your podcasts. And go ahead and click subscribe, and then you can actually send an hour of the show to a friend or post it on your social media. We appreciate that. We hope that's a good tool for you. You can also follow me on social media, uh, Instagram, X, and uh, Facebook. Look for at Pastor Scott Show, at Pastor Scott Show. Everybody have a great evening, and I'll be with you tomorrow from 3 to 5. God bless. Have a good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.